Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Got a really interesting program for you tonight. Some breaking news, but some um, reflection on both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That's ahead. Mr. Biden traveled to his hometown, Scranton, Pennsylvania, today to uh, give a Build Back Better speech. Um, I would change the strategy from Build Back Better to we want to spend your money. I mean, it's really, that's what it is. I mean, it's massive spending um, to accomplish, I guess, some good things. But, you know, when the government gets its hands on money, that half of it's up to 60, 70 percent of it's wasted on foolish things. But anyway, um, Mr. Biden, in Scranton, Pennsylvania, we will remind you that on Thursday evening at 7 Eastern time, that's tomorrow, we will have a special entitled The Real Joe Biden. Now, it's a dopey title. I understand it's trite, but that's what we're trying to get a hold of here. Who is this guy and why is he doing what he's doing? Now, this is for premium and concierge members on BillOReilly.com only and exclusive for you guys. Uh, if you are not a member, please sign up on BillOReilly.com. I guarantee this special is going to, um, let's see what word I want, is going to mesmerize you. How's that? We have stuff in there you've never heard before. So anyway, uh, Mr. Biden goes to Scranton, Pennsylvania. That was my first job at WNEP-TV Channel 16 uh, in Scranton way back in 1975. I've been 45 years on the air. Can you believe? I can't even believe it. Um, but I started there, and, and that's where the folks live. Uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, that's folks central there. Not a lot of airs, not a lot of snootiness, regular people, regular Americans. That's where Biden's from. So he goes back there, and uh, he was born in 1942, November 20th, um, coming up on a 79 years old for uh, the president. Um and uh, I'm not going to really uh, say much about the speech because it's the same old stuff. He's trying to convince everybody that this massive spending by the federal government is going to make everybody's life better. So you either believe it or you don't. And uh, most people don't uh, because of what's happened in the last nine months. So as a new poll, Quinnipiac, ah, Quinnipiac to me, not that reliable. Republican, 23 percent. Democrat, 27. Independent, 38. Um, is your opinion of Joe Biden favorable, unfavorable, favorable 38, unfavorable 50? That's a fairly bad number for the president. Is your opinion of Donald Trump favorable or unfavorable? Favorable 39, higher than Biden, if you can believe it. 52, unfavorable, that's higher, two points higher than Biden as well. Uh, registered voters only. Do you think the country's better off or worse off today than it was one year ago? Better off 43, worse off 51. Second question, would you like to see Donald Trump run again in 2024? Yes, 35, no, 59. So if they think that the country was better off a year ago under Trump, why don't they want him to run again? It's all about demeanor, as, I, as Donald Trump and I discussed on Monday on this broadcast. It's all about demeanor. If Donald Trump would just bring it down a little bit, 
he would, uh, I think, I think he's going to get the nomination if he wants it from the GOP. Big, good win, but he's got to bring it down. Rasmussen Daily Tracking, again, not good news. Joe Biden is sinking 41% of likely U.S. voters approve of Mr. Biden's job performance, 58% disapprove. That is a whopping negative number. Um, Okay, so here's an interesting story that has been not reported. And if you've seen it somewhere, let me know. I can't see everything. But it's Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town, please. If you have seen this story, let me know. So in this massive $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, there was a clause that said, if passed and signed into law, which Biden, of course, will, that all bank transactions more than $600 have to be reported to the IRS. The threshold is now $10,000. So if you deposit less than $10,000, the IRS doesn't get a notification. They want to drop it, the Democrats, to $600. We'll, we'll explain why in a moment. But I told you on September 30th, this would not happen. Roll it. Uh, Nan Kelly, Golden Valley, Arizona. Bill, I'm concerned about President Biden wanting to be able to check out our bank accounts if we deposit more than 600. I am too, Nan. It will not happen, at least not now. But this play is the federal government wants to know everything that you have, every deposit that you make, so it can eventually seize what you have after you die. That's the goal of the game. Know what every American has. Tremendous constitutional violation. And it is. Um, You cannot violate the privacy of Americans at that level and have the Supreme Court say it's okay. It would not be okay. So the progressive left wants to know what we all have. Because ultimately the game is when you die, the government, state and federal, would take 75% of it. I mean, they've been inching it up over the years, but they like 75. You can give 25 to your heirs and, you know, with farms and land and homes and all, I guess pretty complicated. But that's what the progressive left wants, because then they could institute socialism easier to have this massive flow of money coming in from dead Americans. And also, if you do a lot of $600 transactions, say one a day, that signals to the IRS that they should audit you that you got a lot of stuff floating around, okay? So both are enabling a federal government, if this were ever to be passed, to really control and know what you have. So privacy, forget it. That's what this is all about. Now, Biden himself knows this wouldn't, I don't know why they even put it in, but there's no way that it, it would muster, pass constitutional muster. All right, so now um, we have a variety of guests on this program. As you know, we want to hear all sides uh, of the story. I don't put on propaganda people. I don't put on politicians very much because you know what they're going to say. It's a waste of my time, a waste of your time. But I wanted to find out how the progressive left is viewing the Biden administration since it is in dire trouble right now. So we researched, as we always do. We found a man named David Garrow. He is a Ph.D. He teaches at the University of Pittsburgh School of Law. He is a Pulitzer Prize winner 
for his book, Bearing the Cross, Martin Luther King Jr. and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. That was uh, put out in 1987. He joins us now from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, Doctor, um, everybody sees who follows politics that the Biden administration is having a lot of trouble, more trouble in his first uh, few months than any modern president that I can think of. Do you see it that way? Yes, sir, Bill. Um, I'm enough of a civil libertarian uh, that I, like you, uh, very much oppose the extent of this IRS proposal that you were just addressing. Um, but to me, and I'm a former Bernie Sanders donor, um, former member of Democratic Socialists of America, uh, the number one uh, thing about the Biden administration to date uh, was the atrocious tragedy in, in Kabul, Afghanistan, um, back in August. Uh, it made me ashamed to be an American. Um, and above and beyond those 13 horrifically tragic deaths of, of U.S. service members, um, we're seeing, you know, journalism every day now uh, about how the result of, of the U.S. abandonment of, of, the, of the Afghan government uh, is resulting in, in mass hunger um, because the Taliban uh, clearly uh, lack the, the competence uh, to run uh, a successful state. Uh, and so my, my fearful expectation is that the scale uh, of, of the tragic Biden failure in Afghanistan is only going to grow uh, further and become worse and worse. Um, and I think it will be without question uh, the historical uh, uh, identifier uh, of the Biden presidency. Why do you think President Biden is making so many wrong decisions? Is he not smart enough? Is it his staff? Why do you think that things are not going well? With the Afghan tragedy, he clearly uh, disagreed with, rejected uh, the military advice of the top military commanders who uh, favored keeping uh, the residual U.S. force of about 2,500 service members in Afghanistan. Uh, that force, you know, had stabilized the Afghan government, uh, had not suffered a single uh, fatal casualty in, in 18 months. Um, but my fear, um, even when, when President Biden was, was running for the presidency, uh, is quite frankly, is, is 78, 79 years uh, too old uh, to be a successful uh, chief ex executive. Uh, now, I should briefly mention that, that perhaps my best-known academic article uh, from 20 years ago, University of Chicago Law Review, uh, was entitled Mental Decrepitude on the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, tracing the history of, of elderly justices who lost it and started giving away the job to their clerks. Um, and so... Uh, I've always, uh, since my research back then, uh, favored a retirement, mandatory retirement, uh, for Supreme Court justices at 75. Do you um, think that I, Biden is in decline when your observation of him and the way he conducts himself on a day-to-day -day basis, do you think he's in mental decline? Well, I would, I would take note of, of a piece that was in Politico either this morning or, or last night, highlighting how few... Uh, live interviews, uh, the yeah, White he, House. Uh, 
they're afraid. Everybody knows afraid that he's not going to be able to answer competent questions. Um, but okay, let's go to uh, the United States. So you, you are a very progressive guy who leans towards socialism. All right, that's fine. But the American people are not. All right. So all polls say that most Americans are kind of in the middle. Um, they're not ideological. They don't want socialism. That's overwhelmed uh, by the polls. But Biden has always been more said that he's been a moderate guy. He comes in and he governs far, far to the left, which is causing him a lot of problems. Why is he doing that? Correct, Bill. I think it's unclear as to whether Biden has has lost connection uh, with his traditional roots. Um, you know, even though I'm a former Sanders donor, um, in the present day, I'm I'm rooting for Senator Manchin and and for Senator Senator Cinema, uh, you know, to keep Biden centered uh, and to not uh, uh, give in to. Uh, some of the wackier voices among Democrats in the House of Representatives. But your so, guy, Bernie, he would, he would spend his $3.5 trillion and $3.5 trillion more. I mean, right. he, would, he would overwhelm the working people in America with taxes and redistribute to people he, feel, uh, he feels should have that money. So you're departing from that philosophy, doctor? Yes. I mean, when I was uh, supporting Bernie Sanders, he was running against Hillary Clinton. Uh, you don't necessarily need to hear my views on the Clintons. Um, but Sanders is an intellectually honest man. Um, but the 3.5 uh, is, is, is crazy. Um, I may be, you know, historically a democratic socialist, uh, but I don't believe that we should be spending uh, the U.S. In, into that amount of debt uh, that will burden further generations. Absolutely. And, and also, it will hurt the current economy, as we have seen with a 5.4% inflation rate in nine months under Joe Biden. That erodes the power to buy and live well that you, Bernie Sanders, and all the other socialists envision um, by a benevolent government redistributing. So if you've got to pay more for everything, who's going to get hurt the most? The poor, the working man. But Biden doesn't seem to understand that. I mean, it's almost stunning. Last word. Um, inflation is clearly a growing problem um, for anyone that goes to the supermarket themselves. So there are aspects of the Biden agenda that I, I support. Uh, but overall, um, I'm with Joe Manchin and, and Kristen Sinema. All right. You may have to resign your progressive socialism credentials, Doc. But we really appreciate the candor, you see. And my staff did a nice job by finding uh, Dr. Garrod in uh, uh, the University of Pittsburgh Law School because this is what we want. We want honest, smart people who pay attention to the country, not this ideological gibberish that you get on cable news every night. I just don't understand how people are... Well, you know, we went over last night how much audience they've lost, all three of them. But why you can sit there and listen to this? I, I, you don't learn a thing. Okay. Um, now, I was on Sean Hannity's radio program, as I am every Wednesday. And I gave a big picture. Um, it was a preview of my Biden special tomorrow night. And I gave to Hannity a big picture of Joe Biden. Okay, about... 
where we are in history with this president. And we're not in a good place. And everybody knows that. Okay. So then it all comes back, though. And and I was so happy that uh, the doctor didn't mention Donald Trump, because every time you confront the Democratic Party or the progressive left with Joe Biden, all of a sudden Trump comes up. Okay, in a pejorative way. But I did get a lot of mail from Monday's interview with Donald Trump. And if you have not seen that interview, please go to BillOReilly.com and watch it. I mean, it's so different from any other interview he ever does. Um, But I got a lot of mail on the question about why did President Trump not fire Fauci and Milley? Roll the tape. Why didn't you fire certainly Fauci? hope not. Why didn't you fire Fauci? Everybody hates Fauci. Well, it didn't matter because I did pretty much the opposite of what he would suggest. <laughs> but you still had him. No, he's been there a long time. I actually got along with him very well. Call me Tony. He goes, call me Tony, sir. Uh, <laughs> call me Tony. He was a much better promoter than he was a doctor. But you didn't fire him. No, I didn't fire him. He, he said, uh, let, let them come in from China. Months after I closed it, I Don't said, no, I'm not going In hindsight, you should have sacked him. Come on. He had he had much less influence in my administration. Optics. Why didn't you fire General Milley? Come on, Milley. So Milley was a different guy when I was there. Different guy. He played uh, to whoever was sitting in the Oval Office. So he's a phony. Well, I, I he made some statements that were really dumb. For instance, on the military, when I said we're moving out of Afghanistan, we'll take our time. I dealt with Abdul. Abdul was not going to do anything to us, the head of the Taliban. And I was very rough with Abdul, but you know what? It was fine. We had a good understanding and we got along just fine. But Millie said when I said all equipment out, all people out, all Americans out and other people. But I said, I want every nut, every bolt. I want the tents. The, the, I want everything. And Millie said, fine. No, Millie said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it there than it is to take it. I believe that's why they left it. Because well, why didn't you fire him when he said it? No, I just thought he was very stupid. Okay. Well, why did you keep him there? Uh, it's a long story. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you why he didn't fire Fauci and Millie. First of all, Fauci has been the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. All right, so he is a swamp creature, but he's been there so long. And he got massive amounts of airtime on all the networks. And the networks loved Fauci for whatever reason. So if Trump had fired Fauci in the middle of the COVID chaos, and remember, Donald Trump was taking it on the chin because the infections were rising in the United States. If he had fired Fauci, that would have hurt him politically big time. So that's why Fauci didn't get fired. But as uh, President Trump just said, he didn't listen to Fauci. All right, Mark Milley. So on December, I think it was 8th, 2018, um, it was announced that John Kelly, the uh, chief of staff of Donald Trump, was going to get fired. All right. And so that was big controversy. Remember that. All right. So Kelly, the tough general who was advising uh, Donald Trump in the White House is the top guy there, gets sacked, all right? If you fire Milley, the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff head of the Pentagon, the Armed Forces, right after Kelly, again, it would have been Armageddon for Trump. So he kept both of them there for political reasons. 
Okay, now here's another interesting story you're not going to hear anyplace else. So you understand, I hope, that in your town, state, city, whatever, the police are protected. They have immunity from being sued by individuals when they're on the job. All right. So if a cop arrests you and then you say the cop punched me, I'm suing the cop civilly, you can't do that. You can't drag them into court. You can file a criminal complaint. You can file a complaint against the department, but you can't sue individual police officers. Everybody understand that. Well, the far left, the progressives, the defund the cops people, they want that gone. But the Supreme Court sided with police in two cases that have been raised and said, no, no, police officers are entitled to be shielded from liability unless it is, quote, clear to a reasonable officer that his or her actions are unlawful. That means they're consciously breaking the law. So they have a gun, they go into the bank, they point the bank, the gun at the teller, they say, give me money, a cop. And then in the process, somebody gets hurt, you could sue the cop for that. But you can't sue the cop if he's doing his job in a reasonable way, even if he does something that you don't like. So two rulings by the Supreme Court. Now, have you heard that? Again, if you've heard that, please tell me where. And there was no dissent even from the liberal justices. No dissent at all. No, you can't do it. This is so big. It's so important. And this shows you how our system does work. A lot of you are giving up on it. But I, when I saw that, I went, where's the reporting on this? But the corporate liberal networks don't want to tell you that. They don't want to tell you that the progressives are getting their butts kicked almost everywhere. And where do you see what happens next year in the in the midterm elections? I get into that with Hannity tonight on his radio program. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, new study uh, in COVID. Uh, women are less likely to get it than men. Men are infected 1.6 times higher than women. All right. Um, so why? The study doesn't really get into it, but I'll tell you why. Stress, immune system. Okay, so men, um, they abuse themselves more than women and their immune systems aren't as strong. That's my opinion. I'm not a doctor, but I know that's the case. And then there's a uh, African-American component to this. So black Americans are 6% less likely than white Americans to get vaxxed. And they have a six times higher death rate 
the blacks do than whites from COVID. Now, a lot of that has to do with immune systems, too. With poor people not getting proper medical care, not having doctors available to them, poor dieting, you get it. Okay, so that's why that's happening. So New York City then declares a public health crisis based on racism. This isn't racism, but New York City doesn't care. It just wants more money, all right, to deal with racism. All of this is about money. That's what it's always about, homeless money. We need more money for the homeless. We need billions of dollars more. Look at California spending tens of billions of dollars and homeless going up. So the money goes in to the cities and the states and people get higher salaries. And, and it's wasted on stupid things. It's all about money. So New York's saying, oh, we need more money to fight racism because of COVID. What's such a fraud? It's all about the poor. If you are poor in America, you have no money. You're not going to have a good health profile. You're not going to be able to eat healthy food. And you don't have a doctor. That's what it's about. Don't be poor. And you don't have to be poor. Right now, you can make six figures driving a truck. You get a truck license, which doesn't take very long. You can make six figures. Don't have to go to college. You need to read the road signs and know how to drive the truck. This is so insane. All right. In Chicago... This is so chaotic. I mean, you know that African-Americans are getting gunned down in the streets every day in Chicago. And it's been going on for a decade. And none of the politicians in Chicago, in Illinois, are going to do anything about it. Ever. So the the poor African-Americans are shot down in the street. Well, now the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, I mean, really, Lori Lightfoot? This is who you're going to give power to? She is demanding that all Chicago cops get vaxxed. All right. They had an October 15th deadline to enter their vaccination status. And if they don't get vaccinated by the end of the year, I guess they're gone. I guess she's going to fire them all or suspend them or something. Cop union says we're going to sue. And there's going to be a lot of those suits, by the way. All right. But in Chicago, 1,333 have not been vaccinated against COVID. 1,333 police officers not vaccinated. And they could be gone. It's unbelievable. Southwest Airlines used to be a good airline. Not anymore. They can't even get the planes off the ground. All right. So now they said that all Southwest employees have to be vaccinated. Now they say, well, you don't. Why? Because people are quitting. They don't have enough people. Again, can't run the airline. So they go, well, uh, you can uh, get a medical exemption or a religious exemption. This is Southwest telling your employees. Well, anybody can get a medical exemption. Just have a doctor write you a note. The vax will be bad. You'll find one. All right. And a religious exemption, you can... I don't, I don't believe God wants me to be vaxxed. There you go. So Southwest backing way off from it. Russia. <laughs> Remember Russia had the vaccine first? 
Putin go, ah, we have the vaccine. Yeah, okay, good. Talking about anti-vaxxers, I don't think anybody in Russia took the vaccine. As soon as Putin said we had it, they go, no. Why? Because Putin doesn't tell the truth about anything. So now they're shutting Russia down. If you're going to go there, don't. It's getting shut down the last week in October. The whole country shutting it down because they have so many COVID cases because there's no vax. Russia. Okay. Now, here's a very important story that you need to pay attention to so you don't get it wrong as every other media outlet has gotten it wrong. We, I told you this earlier this week, investigated this. We're going to walk through it right now. If you have a pen and a paper, you might take some notes. So you have heard, I am sure if you follow the news, you have heard of the ordeal of Scott Smith, a 48-year-old plumber in Loudoun County, Virginia, just north of Washington, D.C. On May 28th, Mr. Smith's 15-year-old freshman daughter was raped in a girl's restroom at Stonebridge High School in Loudoun County. All right. That rape has now been confirmed by law enforcement authorities. She was raped. It was a rape kit. She was raped by another student. The 15-year-old claims she was assaulted by a boy wearing a skirt who entered the girl's bathroom. Loudoun County is politically correct, woke. If you put on a skirt and you're a boy, go right ahead into all the girls' facilities. All right. Now, on June 22nd, five days later, no, a month later, almost a month later, there was a school board meeting to discuss Mr. Smith's allegations that his 15-year-old daughter was raped at the Stonebridge High School. Okay. At the meeting, the Loudoun County School Supervisor, all right, let me give you his name, Dr. Scott Ziegler, denied the rape ever took place. Denied it. Flat out denied it. Okay. Mr. Scott lost his temper got very angry and disrupted the school board meeting as I would have, you would have, any father would have when confronted by an idiot school superintendent saying it never occurred. So there's Mr. Scott. Okay. Eight days later, July 8th, or more than eight days, um, the rapist is arrested on July 8th. The kid, 14-year-old boy, he's arrested, okay? He's charged with two counts of forcible sodomy, one count of anal sodomy, one count of forcible fellatio. These are, you don't get worse sex crimes than this, all right? He's released. He's released. Who released him? How about the prosecutor? A man, a woman named Buddha Birbarje. Buddha Bibraje, there she is. She's a George Soros person. Soros gave her $860,000 to run to be the prosecutor in Loudoun County. Okay? She lets the 14-year-old out, and they transfer him to another school. <laughs> I mean, okay? Now, keep in mind, these are all progressive, woke leftists doing this. The meantime, Mr. Scott, who you saw losing his temper and the police had to restrain him, pled guilty to disorderly conduct. 
all right, and got a suspended sentence of 10 days. He didn't go to jail. Pled guilty. All right, he's out. Then the boy who raped Mr. Scott's daughter rapes another girl in another school. (laughs) All right? I mean, he's out. He goes back to school. He rapes another girl. It's just, I'm sitting here with my mouth open. I'm going, what? That was on October 6th, just a few weeks ago. All right, they arrested a boy again. Now we don't know where he is. We don't know where he is now. He's not in school anymore. So put Ziegler up there. Ziegler is the guy who, after the kid was released by the prosecutor, puts him in another school. He's the guy who said it never happened. He's a liar, of course. Okay, and then he transfers the guy to another school, the kid to another school, and the kid does it again. And then this, uh, this, uh, Biragia, she leads the prosecution of Scott. She, of Scott Smith. She goes into the courtroom. It's unheard of on a misdemeanor that a prosecutor would do that. She prosecutes Smith, the father. And these people, they sold their job. This is there, Loudoun County. What's the matter with you people? What is the blanking problem with you people? Every parent in that county should be standing there with a sign because it could be your daughter. These people haven't lost their jobs. I mean, this is not America. This is the woke progressive garbage that's taken over this country. I'm going to go to Loudoun County. I don't know when, but I'm going. Maybe I'll get arrested. All right. In order to fight this woke, crazy stuff, this insane progressive movement, some people are starting to organize. So there is an alliance for free speech. All right. It's called the Alumni Free Speech Alliance. It deals with alumni from Cornell Davidson College, Princeton, Washington and Lee, and the University of Virginia. They have banded together to form an organization of alumni that says, in those five colleges, you better respect freedom of speech or we're not giving you a dime. We're cutting off all your money. This is what has to happen. Now, my college that I graduated from with a history degree, Marist College, it's woke too. Never again will I give them a penny. And I gave them a million dollars for scholarships. One million dollars I donated to Marist College so poor kids could go there. I will give them nothing now. I would tell anybody in the United States, do not go to Marist College. It has been taken over by pernicious, hateful progressives. I hate to say it. I love that school. This day in history, October 20th, 1973, Watergate prosecutor fired by Richard Nixon. Archibald Cox dismissed. Now, Cox was hot on the trail of Nixon's crimes. Nixon wanted him fired. Nixon ordered Attorney General Elliot Richardson to fire Cox. Richardson would not do it. So Richardson resigned. Then he ordered Deputy Attorney General William Ruckelshaus to fire Cox. Ruckelshaus would not do it. 
Welcome to House Resign. Third, Robert Bork was in the Justice Department. He agreed to fire Cox. Now, Bork, you may remember, got turned down as a Supreme Court justice, and he should have. Because Bork was not an honest man. Because everybody knew that Nixon committed crimes in the cover-up of Watergate. So that was called the massacre, right? That was a massacre. What's the official? Saturday Night Massacre. And that happened 48 years ago today. Okay, got a good mail segment and a final thought that I think you'll get a chuckle out of. Coming right back. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed-upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress-free and limit budget-breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Mail, Andrew Zabo, St. Petersburg, Florida. Your interview with President Trump was epic. I appreciate that, Andrew. Epic is what the kids say, right? Becky Lucas, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. We did a show there. Miller and I did a show in Rio Rancho. Great interview with President Trump. Changed my mind after listening. I will vote for him again. Dr. Paul Bafanis, Riviera Beach, Florida. Nice place. Please consider becoming chief of staff during the next Trump administration, O'Reilly, so we can all sleep better at night. We'd never take the job. Far too political, far too many things I couldn't control. I would only take one job with any president. And that would be press spokesperson. I would take that job. Can you imagine? Juan Garza, Perlin, Texas. Bill, how do you square the circle on Colin Powell lying to the UN about WMDs? He didn't lie. Every intelligence service in the world believes Saddam had WMDs. Research a little one. You'll see. Everyone. All right, Kenny Baker, uh, Lithonia, Georgia. 
What do you think of Trump's statement on Colin Powell's death? I would not, I would not have issued that statement. Wendy, Colin Powell, great American success story, a great general, but he should have stayed out of the political arena. Okay, valid point of view. Barbara Williams, Lake Oswego, Oregon. They are electioneering restrictions for interfering at polling places, but shouldn't these restrictions also apply at home for the mail-in ballots? Of course. Of course they should, Barbara. And I'm going to try to get that done. Um, let's see. Uh, one more. One more. Because we got a good uh, final thought. Brian Williams, Leander, Texas. Bill, I agree with you about NFL betting. It's a slippery slope. But you should know baseball has fully embraced this as well. You look, if you bet on sports, you're crazy. The analytics now, with the lines and all of that, you can't win. It's like going to a casino. Odds are favored in. The house has the advantage. You're not going to win sports betting. All right, we'd like to go to the BillOReilly.com Christmas store just open. So don't worry about the supply chain here. We got everything for you. We have the God Bless America Christmas ornaments. Throw them on up there. Three pack. Okay, and you get them free. We have so much free stuff. I was going to name it the Joe Biden Christmas store. That's how much free stuff we're giving you when you buy. All right, but the big thing is concierge membership and, and premium membership gift certificates. And when you buy those, we give you a lot of free stuff. Okay, so we give you a free book. We give you bumper stickers. Regret your 2020 vote yet? Get them free. Get the book free. So get those certificates and give them out to people you like. This place, BillOReilly.com, the No Spin News, will help them. Um, And then we have all of the Stand Up For Your Country items. Put those up. Uh, So look, this weekend, or now, starting now, get your stuff. We have it. We have it. It's there. We'll send it to you. And don't forget the history tour information, Donald Trump and I, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, in Orlando, in Houston, and in Dallas, in December. The best Christmas gifts ever. Word of the day, do not be a rap scallion when writing to us. Back with an interesting final thought in a moment. Time is our most precious asset. And many listeners seek advice on utilizing it wisely for personal growth and societal impact. Hillsdale College addresses this need by providing more than 40 free online courses on essential subjects. Dive into C.S. Lewis's works, explore Genesis narratives, grasp the U.S. Constitution's significance, unravel the Roman Republic's history, or delve into the ancient Christian church with these valuable courses, all accessible free. Now, You might want to check out Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution, a 12-lecture self-paced course, gain insights into the Constitution's design, its challenges during the Civil War, and its century-long struggles with progressivism and liberalism. You can enroll at hillsdale.edu slash bill to become a defender of American freedom. Please join now. It's free, easy, and essential. For safeguarding our liberties, visit hillsdale.edu slash bill to register. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world 
Reserve Currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. So final thought of the day, um, as you know, I do a radio broadcast every day, 15 minutes. All right, it's like old Paul Harvey did, and... uh, it's about 300 stations, and you can, you can access it on BillOReilly.com if it's not in your city. Anyway, I did a thing on cliches tonight that I thought you would like. Roll the tape. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. We are living in the United States of cliches, and it's getting worse. A cliche is defined as a phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. It's really lazy speech, your mouth moving with blather coming out. Top cliches in 2021. Circle back, Jen Psaki, how could you? Here's the deal. President Biden, stop. Deep dive. Oh, I hate that. At the end of the day, said 1,000 times a day on cable news and sports broadcasts. Kick the can down the road. I know who I'd like to kick the people saying that. Game changer. Can you stand more? Thrown under the bus. Day in, day out. The perfect storm. The fact of the matter, the new normal, slam dunk, it is what it is. Ah! If I hear that one more time. Now, this stuff drives me nuts as a former English high school teacher. The old cliches like light at the end of the tunnel were bad. And where exactly is that tunnel? The cat is out of the bag. What cat? Where's the cat? How about full stop? You know. Or hello, goodbye. I fully understand that not every human being is articulate. Many of us struggle to put thoughts into words. But at the end of the day, cliches mock you. That's right. I said at the end of the day. Come on, man. Oh, wait, wait. That's Biden again. See? See how insidious these cliches are? And you can access all my radio commentaries on BillOReilly.com. Don't use cliches. 
It is what it is. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow.